So I'm going to turn right now to the 19th chapter of Revelation. Wow. Everybody say wow. Revelation. Come on, you know it's going to be deep. You know it's going to be serious if we've turned to the book of Revelation. Even the word sounds heavy, doesn't it? Revelation. You need to say it with a growl in your Revelation. Revelation. Wow. And we're going to read just 10 verses here. It says, after these things, I heard a loud voice. What did we say earlier about the voice? I heard a loud voice, not a whisper, not a timid little religious thing, squeak. I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, hallelujah. Let's all say that. Hallelujah. Come on, let's say it with some guts. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honour and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. I said it was going to be deep, didn't I? And he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again they said, Hallelujah. Come on, we got to do better than this. Again, they said, Hallelujah. Her smoke, I've lost my place, rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and they worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen. Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering saying, hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice. Give him the glory. For the marriage supper of the Lamb has, sorry, the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saint. Then he said to me, Write. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Man, just reading that passage is just like, I'm fed. (laughs) I'm fed. What an amazing passage of scripture. If you know where this comes, this is towards the end of the Bible. There's only two more chapters left. And that's the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's the great end of what God wanted to say. Today, I want to speak about we've got something to celebrate. 
We've got something to celebrate. I nearly called it, we got something to shout about. But I didn't. I called it, we've got something to celebrate. There's something about that word celebration, I believe, with all of my heart, this next 12 months is going to be a time of celebration. We got so much to celebrate. When the world is in mourning, the church can celebrate. When the, when the spirit of the world is oppressing people, we've got something to celebrate. When the world thinks there's no hope, we've got something to celebrate. When there's storms on the waters, we've got something to celebrate. Even though we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, we've got something to celebrate. We've got something to celebrate. More than any other people on earth, we have a reason to be excited. <laughs> we've got a reason to celebrate. See, the word to praise God is a verb. It's a verb. It's a doing word. It's something you do. It's not something you just believe. It's not something that you just agree with or something that you, you adhere to. It's something you do. Praising is a doing word. Every year in our academy, I do at least two or three evenings on praise and worship. And for me, it's one of my favorite things that I speak on. We go through the Old Testament, we go through the New Testament, we go through the tabernacle of David, we go through the prophetic word that says, before Jesus comes back, I will raise up the tabernacle of David again. I absolutely believe that the church that we are alive and honoured and privileged to be in is going to be the greatest house of praise that this world has ever seen. Praise is going to flood out, praise is going to arise, praise is going to be released, praise cannot be held down, praise is going to bring in the presence of God. Jesus is enthroned in the praises of His people. Praise is going to silence the enemy. Praise is going to heal the sick. Praise is going to cast out demons. Praise is going to attract people. Praise is going to set captives free. Praise is going to be released because our God is worthy of all the praise and all the glory. No wonder there is the great hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the 19th chapter of Revelation and in the generation that we live in. If I was going to do my whole seminar on praise and worship, I'd go through all the Hebrew and the Greek. And I'd just, I'd just give you a couple. In the Old Testament, load of words for the word praise. Yada means to throw out your hands. In our Bible, we just have praise. But if you dig a bit deeper and find out what it's talking about, it's basically saying, punch the air. Saying, come on, throw your hands up. It's not just this. It's like, yes. It's an explosion. It's, I wanna, yes. It's a doing word. What I'm going to preach today is going to kick in the head a spirit of religion. Complacency. Niceness. Average expression Christianity. No, we're going to find out what the Word of God says from Revelation 19 because we have got something to celebrate this morning. Yada means to throw your hands out, punch the air. 
There's the word Hillel, which is where we get hallelujah from, which means to celebrate. And I love this one. This is in the Strong's Concordance, which is just one of the greatest helps for studying the Word of God. You know what it's got in there? Rave. (laughs) Raves were not invented in the 1980s. (laughs) Rave came from the heart of God where there is an explosion of celebration. It's where we get hallelujah from. Hallel, the hallel, hallelujah. We celebrate Yahweh. There's tehillah, not tequila, tehillah. Tehillah, the old ones are the best, yeah? Tehillah means to sing the praise of God. It means to sing. Song of praise. The word barak, B-A-R-A-K, barak, means to kneel down. The word zamar means to celebrate by playing music. The word shabach means to make a loud noise. If we go into the New Testament in Greek, very simple. It just means to give honor and praise God. It means laudation. And it means to celebrate in song. Humnio, penos, and doxa means to celebrate in song. That's all the words there are in the Bible for praise. Is one of those an attitude? No. Everyone is something that you do. You cannot praise God in your heart. I'm going to say it again because I want to smack some stuff this morning. You cannot praise God in your heart, but we must praise God from our heart. When you praise God from your heart, your hands will go up. When you praise God from your heart, you'll sing and shout. When you praise God from your heart, you'll get down on your knees. It will, when your heart is engaged in hallelujah, your body is going to respond. See, people want God to heal them, but they won't submit their, God, their, their flesh to God in praise. Lord, move on my flesh, but I'm not going to give my flesh to you. Hello? The word to rejoice, which means really to stir up joy, because praise and joy go hand in hand. Rejoice, loads of words in the Bible. We just have the one, rejoice. But you know what it means? It means to clap. Let's all try that. Means to clap. It means to sing. Let's all try that. Hallelujah! La 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 la. 
I'll praise you like I've never known defeat. I'll praise you every second you've redeemed. I'll praise you for your power rests in me. Okay, singing. See, we can all do it. You're going to surprise yourself today as to what you are able to do. It's going to get dangerous in Citygate Church this morning. Hello? So it means number one to clap. Number two, it means to sing. Number three, it means to shout. Let's try that, shall we? Yes! Now you see, that's where I lost some of you. But the Bible commands it. Commands it. Doesn't suggest it. It says, shout unto God, all you peoples, not all of you except for you because you've got the wrong personality. Hello? Or you're just a quiet person. Well, fine, we got some quiet people, we got some loud people, we got some demonstrative people, we got some more, you know, more, what's the word, self-conscious people, we got all sorts of people, that's great. But it's no longer I who live. (laughs) Just a thought. But it's Christ who lives in me. And if I read the Bible, I found out that Christ shouts. We find that in the Bible, that he shouts. So if that's Christ in me, you see, this is where actually often we just to apply, you know, the bits of Christianity that we want to apply. That's Christ in me. I can do everything. Well, shout then. Because if you can't shout, and we're just on number three right now. If you can't shout, then that's part of the releasing and the moving of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. It's part of it. It's part of it. What's the next one? So we've got clap. We've got sing. We've got shout. Yes. Okay. What's another one? To rejoice means to raise your hands. It's not difficult. I know some of you are making notes, but for some of you, that's just an excuse. Put your pen down. (laughs) Raise your hands. Okay, it's not difficult. Rejoice means to clap, sing, shout, raise your hands. You know what the next one is? Dance. Everybody to your feet. Come on, we're going to do this, and we're going to. Dance. I don't care what you want to do. Come on, you're going to do something. I can't do it. Okay. So we've got clap. We've got sing. We've got shout. Yes. We've got raise our hands. And we've got dance. What is it? I can't do it. What else we got? Jump. 
This is what, this is Bible. This is not Julian, this is Bible. Rejoice means to do all these things. It means to jump. So guys, now I am aware we've got some ancient people in the church. My mum is 87 years old. Are you 87 or are you 88 yet? You're 87, aren't you? And you know what? She's over there lifting her hands. She's there singing. I don't know if I've ever really heard a shout, but we're getting there. So I'm not expecting, you know, the Bible says, praise God with all your might. But, you know, if you can't quite make the jump, we'll do it one foot at a time. Okay, this is not, this is not law. This is what can we do? Okay, but we're going to jump. Okay, after three, we're going to jump 10 times. One, two, three. Jump, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Now, you see, as we're going on, I'm losing you. I'm losing some of you. Just, oh, oh, this is a fun morning, isn't it? Now, where does your praise line draw? Where is it like, well, no, no, God doesn't deserve that. Where's, where do you put your line? Is it with the jump? Is it with the shout? Is it with the clap? So we're going to jump again. I'm not going to do 10 because I'm already worn out myself. <laughs> I've been jumping since 8 o'clock this morning, nearly. So we're going to jump again, just three times this time. But come on, this is not just having a bit of fun. The Bible says, you know what, to praise him. And I know we're not in a praise time right now, but just switch your heart towards God. The Bible says, when you're being persecuted, jump. When you're under pressure, jump. When the enemy's trying to kill you, jump. When people are accusing you, jump. Come on, we're going to jump. One, two, three, jump. One, two, three. How awesome. Give yourself a round of applause here today. Now... You know what the next one is? You see, we're moving the ceiling. We're moving the ceiling. The ceiling doesn't move itself. You know what the next one is? Oh, it literally means this, to spin around under a violent emotion. Now, some of you have never found your emotion. <laughs> have I got one? Have I got an emotion? I don't know. means to spin around under a violent emotion. All right, now the problem we have right now is if we all did that, we would need to call the ambulance. All right, because you'd be punching some people in the face. Because, I mean, it's like... That's what it's like. You spin around. But we're going to spin and do something, even if it's not that violent this morning. All right? On your own, you can do it as violently as you want. Amen. Amen. But come on, we're just going to spin around a couple of times. Perhaps for you, the spin and you get, you know, just a little walk. I don't care. But we're just going to do it. You ready? After three, we're going to go around twice. One, two, three. There you go, twice. And you know what the last one is? Um, The last one is this. And this is where people, oh, you know, It literally means in Hebrew to split your ear. 
to split your ear. That's literally what the Hebrew means. And you know what that means? Have you ever said, oh, that's ear splitting? You ever heard that? That's a very common expression. It means, dear God, that just sounds like explosive. It's so loud. It's just so, ah, it's just ear splitting. Ear splitting. So I sort of thought, well, how the heck do we do that? We can do it when we got the drums and the guitar and the bass and whatever else. But the only way I can think of doing it is doing all of that lot at the same time. <laughs> that means to clap. means to sing. It means to shout. Yes! It means to dance. It means to jump. It means to spin around. All at the same time, okay? Ear splitting actually means it's got a lot of volume to it. A lot of volume. So there isn't one that says, praise God, by stamping your feet. So it's not, it's not scriptural. But if you want to make some noise, when you land, when you jump, sort of give it some of that. Come on. We're talking about the four great hallelujahs. Next week... We're going to get to the four hallelujahs. Those four hallelujahs are absolutely awesome. The four hallelujahs, why the shout gets louder as it goes through the four, what they're all about. Oh. So we're going to split the ear today. We're going to celebrate Yahweh. We're going to do it because he deserves it. We're going to do it because he's omnipotent. He reigns. He's our savior. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's everything to us. We cannot be quiet. We cannot be calm. We cannot be nice and under self-control. See, self-control needs to be applied to the things where the flesh wants to take over. But I don't want to control the joy of the Lord. I don't want to control how much I love God. This is the stuff that needs to flow out like a flood. It needs to be shouted out with a passion and with a joy, and with a smile on our face. See, praise is something that we do because something happens when we praise. Praise is something you do, but when you do it, something happens. The walls fall down. The prison doors blast open. See, when you praise God, God moves in. It gives him an environment where he moves in. He takes up his home is enthroned in our praises. And our praises are not, thank you, Jesus. That ain't praising. It didn't say speak by praise. That's an interesting one. It says clap. It says sing. No. It says shout. Yes. It says dance. It says jump. It says spin around. And it says, split the ear. Come on, let's go. Yes, God. Yes, God. God, we.
we praise you today. Yes, Lord, we give you glory. God, we praise you. We bless you. We glorify you. We love you, God. We praise your name. Father, we thank you today for the great hallelujah that there is in your church. Lord, that we are a people of praise. We're a people who are overwhelmed with who you are, your greatness, your majesty, what you've done for us. Lord, we bless your name today. We thank you for the spirit of joy, the oil of joy, the garments of praise that we're wearing today. I think today there's some realigning going on where some people have allowed the praise to be quietened. For the joy to be strangled, strangled. For the lack of expression to be excused. Yeah, but. Lord, we used to sing 30 years ago, when the spirit of the Lord is upon my life. I will dance as David danced. And Lord, we love that, but we want to change that. When the Spirit of the Lord is within my heart and we know you're there all the time, it produces the rivers of joy. Father, we thank you for this next season of incredible celebration and joy. Incredible thankfulness and gratitude that we live our lives wholeheartedly for you and have so much to celebrate for it is the time of overflow. It is the time of more than enough. God, we give you praise today and worship at your feet. Lord, whether we're punching the air or singing, shouting, clapping, dancing, It's all because we love you so much, so much. And we are so grateful for who you are to us today. Lord, we put our foot on the neck of our own flesh today. That says, be quiet and shut up. And we say, no, we will not be quiet. We will not be quiet. For the Lord our God omnipotent reigns. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And just right now with every eye closed and every head bowed as we are in this place today in the presence of God. And perhaps you've been a guest here today and go, what was that all about? Well, it's, you know what? God is greatly to be praised. He's a good God. He's not a religious bad old man. He's a wonderful, wonderful Savior. And we got something so, so, so fantastic to celebrate and to be happy about.
And perhaps you're here today and you say, you know what, I've never been introduced to this Jesus. I don't know who he is. I don't know. Why are you so excited? Well, I'm so excited because 2,000 years ago, the Father, because of me, my, I was outside. I wasn't a member of the family of God. God wasn't my Father. There's the prayer, our Father who are in heaven. But you can only pray that if he's your Father. And he wasn't my Father. He wasn't anybody's Father because the world had moved away from God big time. But for God so loved this world, not for God wanting to judge it and send everyone to hell. That's where everyone's going. And he, and he had an answer. For God so loved this world that He sent, He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, came to this earth 2,000 years ago with a compassion and a love for people that had never been seen before. There's the girl caught in adultery. Everyone wanted to stone her because what a mess of a woman she was. But Jesus knelt down next to her and got right down where she was and said, where are your accusers? Because they had all left out of being convicted of their judgmentalism. He'd said, he who is without sin cast the first stone and they all sort of left from the oldest to the youngest. Everybody left because everyone's in the same boat. For her, it was adultery. For somebody else, it could have been theft. For somebody else, it could have been lying. For somebody else, it could have been whatever it is that you're facing. Pride, arrogance, rejection, whatever it was. And he said, where are your accusers? And she said, they've all gone. He said, well, I'm not going to accuse you. Now get up and live a different life because you've encountered me. And today, it's our prayer that you encounter Jesus Christ. See, Christianity is not just a belief, it's a relationship. It's not, just, it's not a religion. It's a relationship with a real heavenly Father and a real Savior, Jesus Christ, and a real Holy Spirit who is here today. But you know what? The Bible is really clear. Jesus said... Somebody said, how on earth do I go to heaven? And I said, you know what? Only one way, you must be born again. You've got to have a brand new start. Oh, that's that American gospel. No, it's been in the Bible in the UK since it was written. John chapter three, you must have another start. You must start again, not turn over a new leaf. Be reborn by the Spirit of God. And how does that happen? You say, Jesus, come into my life. Make me a brand new person. I come back to you really got it on my heart to preach. I was going to do it next week, but in the next couple of weeks about how God turns our captivity. And He wants to turn some captivity here today. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you say, yeah, Pastor Jay, Julian, will you please pray for me? I want to be included in the prayer. We're not, we're not going to embarrass you. We just want to give you a, an opportunity to make a decision right now. And if you're here today and say, yep, I need to know this Jesus or I need to come back to God. Perhaps there are people here today and we all know COVID's happened in the last 18 months, but being physically separate doesn't mean to be that you go away from God. But perhaps people, people here and you've gone away from God and you know you don't have the relationship with God that you, that you know you should have. 
God wants to restore that today. So if you're here today and you want to say, yeah, Pastor Jay, will you pray for me? I'm going to ask you to do one thing really simply, really quickly, and that is to lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please. Give your life to Jesus. Say, yep, Jesus, I want to know. I want to know. I want to receive you as my Lord and Saviour. Come on, there are people here today and you need to say yes to Jesus Christ. So look across this auditorium. Come on, engage with God today. Invite Him into your life to turn your life around. Is there anybody here today? Last time as I look around. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. Come on, we're all gonna pray this prayer right now as we do every week. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me. You've demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross to give me life. I receive You, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. By the help of Your grace and Your power, I will never be the same again. I receive abundant life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, one more time. Let's give God some praise in this place, shall we? Yeah.